Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. The Grinch did not steal Christmas. Here's the millennial with the mic. They want you to say Grace. Grace Curley. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. We have so much to get to this hour, including... Some sound from RFK Jr. discussing Israel and uh, the Hamas war. We also have that sound from Uriel Bowser breaking into song as protesters disrupt her holiday ceremony with other D.C. politicians and residents. But right now we have a very special guest joining us, Andy No, who's been on the show before. He's an excellent reporter and he writes for the Post Millennial and other outlets. He has a piece out now about a story we spoke a lot about yesterday. It's a story that broke on Friday. And it is about the fired Democrat Senate staffer who made a sex tape in the iconic Senate room and how he has a long history of making porn. Now, Andy, before we get into the details, I will say this before we even uh, start going back and forth here. This is a midday show from 12 to 3. People are, you know, driving around with their kids. So I don't want to get too explicit or too graphic. With that being said, Andy, it's surprising to me that this staffer who worked for years for Senator Ben Cardin, that this wasn't vetted before, because as you point out in this piece, he's had explicit content on his social media for a long time. That's right. Thank you for having me on. So there's two angles or two dimensions to the story. The initial is just the the shocking act that such um, lewd behavior was done, explicit behavior was done in the Capitol in a historic judiciary room in the Senate building, one where um, that room has hosted um, 9-11 commission hearings, uh, Supreme Court justices have had um, uh, meetings in there and, and, and whatnot. So the, the other angle that I wanted to focus on was on uh, the individual who is revealed to be one half of the people in the video um, that is a fired uh, former staffer now for Maryland Senator Ben Cardin. His name is uh, Aiden Mesa Zorowski. So, if wh- what is what was particularly surprising for me in looking this up is that um, up until uh, his content, uh, his social media accounts were removed online, there had been for several years uh, this. Uh, former staffer posting very explicit content on his social media under his name with his face showing, um, going as far back at least that I could find at least for over a year and a half. So I, I'm, I, I don't know why it had to take such a, um, a shocking scandal for the office. Uh, Senator Cardin's office to take action, considering if you had just gone to his Instagram a few days ago, you would have seen this history of really explicit content that was put out publicly on social media. 
Yeah, and another part of this um, that I think is is strange is that when he was uh, commenting on the situation on his LinkedIn, he released a statement. And the way I read it, uh, Andy, I'm speaking with Andy No, and if, if you read it differently, feel free to disagree. But the way I read it was he was almost trying to become the victim because he's gay. He was saying, you know, people are attacking me because of who I love. As if this wasn't about the fact that he made a sex tape in this iconic hearing room in the Senate. Do you think that that excuse that he's that he's putting out there holds any weight? Absolutely holds no weight. I'm a gay man. I found it actually very offensive. Often we actually see when people some type of um, so-called victim class identity is drawn is involved in some type of scandal or done something disreputable. Uh, initially, they will always bring up that uh, that part of their identity is if that was why people are upset. Nobody that I've seen in the chattering classes and commentary, uh, in opinion pieces have been written about this reporting. No one has brought up the fact that this individual is gay is what they have issue with. The issue is the act and where it took place, and also the fact that he works for a U.S. senator and was posting under his own name sexually graphic content on a number of social media accounts for many, many months leading up to this particular video being leaked. Yeah. And another thing you pointed out, Andy, which I appreciate, is this is not the first time that he's had controversy. There was a situation with uh, Ohio Congressman Max Miller. Can you tell the audience a little bit about that? Because it's not getting much play from what I can see. Yeah. So just perhaps by coincidence, just a few days before um, the, the video leak and the story that was published by the Daily Caller, Max Miller, who, who is Jewish, uh, Ohio congressman, he had identified uh, this same former staffer as someone who allegedly shouted free Palestine to him inside a congressional building on the 13th of December. Now, given that, I mean, one, one wonders why... It, if, if the former staffer said that, why was it said particularly to a, a Jewish lawmaker? That That's one question that I have. And I think that was why it's particularly seen as perhaps controversial. And two, it's just it's inappropriate as well for that type of behavior to take pl- place in the halls of Congress. Although given everything that's happened under the Biden administration, um, maybe this is the new normal for Congress. Yeah, this is Joe Biden ushering decency back into America. Um, Andy, no, I I have another question for you since we're now talking about um, this activism regarding what's happening in Israel um, and their war against Hamas. And you were tweeting last night. I I know you were following the protests that were happening in New York City. I'd love for you to comment on that. And also, if you would... Explain to people if you see any parallels here with other uh, activists um, or, you know, protests that you've witnessed go violent, because you have been covering violent protests for a very long time. This is not your first rodeo. And now you're seeing this whole new branch of protests kind of unleashed onto America. Are you drawing any similarities? Um, Are you seeing any Antifa members in these crowds or is this two two totally separate parties? So last night, there was the latest direct action in New York City of so-called pro-Palestine demonstrators. This time, they were trying to shut down Penn Station. They occupied part of it. And then outside the building, uh, on the streets, they did another uh, mass Islamic street prayer. They had done that a number of weeks ago in, in Soho, Manhattan. 
Um, I've been, I'm based in London now and I've been documenting similar protests that have happened on a larger scale here, as well as other European cities. And how they're different um, from the 2020 BLM riots and demonstrations is that the coalition of those who are anti-American is growing. Now, with the conflict in the Middle East, the, the latest group that has been brought in has been, in my view, fundamentalist Muslims. I don't think it's coincidental that there is a religious element being explicitly promoted at these demonstrations, which does include radical leftists and queers for Palestine and other groups that you think wouldn't necessarily come together. But they do come together for the hatred of America. Um, I think it's dangerous that a uh, that this conflict involving Israel and Hamas is again being um, in the eyes of many radicals seen as a as a religious conflict and that if you're of a particular religion, you must take a particular side. That's very dangerous. Um, and it, there's a history as well of jihadist individuals and groups justifying acts of terrorism because of uh, the conflict involving Palestine. So this is a very dangerous development in leftist coalition building and radicalization. And, you know, I really appreciate you coming on with us. Can you tell everyone where they can follow you on social media and where they can read all of your work? Thank you. My uh, ex account is at Mr. A-N-D-Y-N-G-O. My website is andy-ngo.com. Thank you very much, sir. We appreciate it. When we come back, we'll take your calls on any of these topics we just brought up. I know we kind of went through a lot there with the sex tape scandal that is uh, roiling the Senate right now and also with the pro-Hamas movement that has taken over. And I know I know there are people who will say, well, it's, you know, they're 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 protesting for Palestine. They're protesting for Palestinians. It's strange to me, and RFK Jr. gets into this a little bit with whoever this crystal ball woman is, but it's strange to me how the the instinct from people, like the, the automatic reaction from these protesters is to blame Israel for everything. And, and they really don't want, they don't seem to want to offer up any criticism for the terror organization known as Hamas. They, they get really quiet when it comes to that. So we'll talk about it. We'll maybe play some sound from Alec Baldwin. And of course, I have the Muriel Bowser sound that I've been teasing all day long. 844-500-4242. It's almost time for Christmas. And I know that if you're like me, you put off getting the gifts for a while. You wait, you hem, and you haw. And then finally, you hit crunch time. And you're in crunch time right now, but don't worry. I am here to help. I am like one of Santa's helpers. I'm going to give you guys a great gift tip. And that would be Omaha Steaks. You're going to put a smile on your loved one's faces when they open up their gift, a package of Omaha Steaks. And it's not just steak. It's whatever you like. So it's chicken, it's fish, it's pork chops, it's hamburgers, it's hot dogs, there are really good steaks, I will say that. Um, and those are my favorite. But it really, you can customize these packages for the person that you want to treat with the Omaha Steaks uh, gift. And you know what? Maybe it's you. Maybe you want to treat yourself. I'm always a fan of treating yourself. So go to omahasteaks.com, save 50% off site wide. This is a huge savings. And you can get that 
Plus, if you use promo code GRACE, you'll get an additional $30 off your order. So send tender, juicy butcher's cup filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. Don't forget to use promo code GRACE at checkout for that extra $30 off. This is a gift from the heart. This is not one of those gifts that people are going to get. And they're going to go, oh, thanks, you know, not really personal or, you know, you didn't really give it much thought. This is something that every time that friend or that family member goes to grab their hamburger or their steak and cook up a meal, they're going to think of you. They're going to love this gift. And it's really good, by the way. If you have a young person in your life, a new parent or someone who just moved into their first apartment, People love this. It saves them a trip to the grocery store. It saves them from wondering what they're going to cook up every night. It's just a really good idea. So go to omahasteaks.com. Don't forget to take advantage. It's the 50% off site-wide. Plus, use promo code GRACE at checkout. You'll get the extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. We will be right back. 844-500-4242. This is The Grace Curley Show. Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore Curly. This is the Grace Curly Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. I was just discussing with Howie this uh, crystal ball, who I had never heard of. She's got a YouTube show called Breaking Points, and she had RFK Jr. on, and they were talking about Israel. And, and again, you know, I'm fine with people wanting to have conversations and wanting to discuss things, but if you're going to talk about this, then you can't just parrot propaganda that you see on, like, TikTok pro-Hamas propaganda and then feed it to somebody and expect them just to nod along and especially not RFK Jr. I mean his whole brand is the fact that he's unafraid and he will kind of um, he'll break the mold and so he's not the right person to try to uh, defeat with this kind of BS and so they have this interesting back and forth but someone just brought up to me because I said I didn't know who Crystal Ball was I guess she ran what year does it say Emma she ran in the text uh, it says 2010 2010 yeah that 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 checks out I just looked at it on Wikipedia I guess she had her own scandal some um, risque photos were posted before like a month before her election but it says lingerie pictures or just I don't even know if that's accurate just risque photos All I can say is that ties into what we were saying earlier, which is that is nothing compared to what you see today. Like the things that would be a scandal in 2010 when I was a senior in high school, the things that you would have to resign or you would have to kind of hang your head in shame, those things don't even make the cut at all anymore those things don't even make a splash and that's because we have people making sex tapes in senate hearing rooms so the bar has been raised as far as what's going to cause people to clutch their pearls and you know what else since we're talking about this remember how upset everyone was when the trump video came out the leaked video grabber by the and i'm not 
not condoning that. I was very disappointed in the moment. And, you know, I still voted for Trump. I still support Trump. Um, I'll always be critical. That's just who I am. But I can't get on board with that. I don't appreciate that kind of language. But with that being said, I, I immediately thought to myself, all these people, all these people are pretending this is the worst thing they've ever heard or pretending this is the worst thing that's ever been done. Him, and you know, you can make any arguments you want talking about something versus doing something. The reactions, the selective outrage that you get is crazy to me. Like this guy makes a sex tape in a Senate hearing room, that's an action. That's actually doing something that could get you into a lot of trouble. So I, I'm just I'm just a little tired of people getting so worked up about words that they don't like when you have actual action that is very concerning. Now, let's talk Crystal Ball, though. So Crystal Ball gets in trouble for this in 2010, and now she has a YouTube show. We know that RFK Jr. likes to go on these different uh, media platforms to try to get out his message, and they start talking about Israel. Let's go to cut one, please, Emma. Hamas is a criminal enterprise. Sure. Yes. The Palestinian, and you, uh, you talk about solutions for the Palestinian people. The yeah. Palestinian people are arguably the most pampered people by international aid organizations in the history of the world. Are you kidding me? No, Even before this war, 78% of people in Gaza well, said they had, you know, not enough food to eat. Right. And why is that? Why are you blaming well, Israel? Well, in part, it's Hamas, and in part, it's the fact that Israel imposed a blockade and talked about putting them on a diet. If, you're, if your neighbor... First of all, Israel has no obligation. Israel built 3,000 hothouses and gave them for greenhouses. That would have made Gaza completely food self-sufficient, gave it to them as a gift. I love how she says Hamas in part, and it's like she's so she wants to bury that part so quickly, though. Hamas in part. How much, though? We're going to talk certain parts. Tell us how much of the part belongs to Hamas before you blame Israel. And also... And RFK Jr. goes on to explain this, but keep in mind, Hamas wants to eliminate Jews from the face of the planet. They want to wipe Israel off of planet Earth. And yet Israel is expected to supply them with all of these things. Like that somehow becomes their responsibility. I just don't understand that part of it. And I don't think Crystal Ball does either. She just wasn't expecting to get fact-checked from RFK Jr. Can I have cut two, please, Emma? Offered to rebuild the port of Gaza to make it the Singapore of the West. Hamas said, no, we don't want you money. We don't want you ideas. And what do they do? The international aid agencies have given Hamas, have given Gaza more than 10 times the per capita what we gave to rebuild all of Europe after the Marshall Plan. Yeah, and let's play cut three. They've gotten $8,300 per capita. Every person in Gaza. We rebuilt Europe with $621 per capita in Europe, and we rebuilt it. Mm. What did they do with that money? Instead of using it to make this, you know, Gaza's this beautiful country. It avoids sand sure. beaches. It should be a paradise. Hamas said, we don't want that. They take virtually all of that money and they steal it. So the top five guys, the top five leaders of Hamas are billionaires. And and you know what? It's so telling that Crystal Ball, she wants to talk about, 
She wants to talk about Gaza. She wants to talk about all the injustices that the people are suffering. But she doesn't want to mention any of the things that RFK Jr. just did. And again, it's like, yeah, you want to say, oh, well, they're partially to blame. No, 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 hold on. That's not something you, you gloss over. You're kind of burying the lead here. The terrorist organization that was voted into power bears a lot of the blame. And for some reason, you don't want to talk about it. We'll play more of this sound, and we have a lot more to get to. Plus, Muriel Bowser singing the blues. Don't go anywhere. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. I want to play two more of these cuts here from RFK Jr. before we do the poll question because it brings up something I've been seeing a lot of um, pro-Israel commentators mentioning, and I think it's I think it's really it's a it's a really important part of this, which is why are the people who are calling for a ceasefire and calling for Israel and in turn the U.S. who is supporting Israel? albeit in a milquetoast fashion, thanks to Joe Biden. Why is it that these protesters are so quick to ask to ask Israel for a ceasefire, which, by the way, it's not really up to them. It's up to Hamas to stop attacking like they did in October 7th, which was the biggest slaughter of Jews since the Holocaust. But why do you hear them constantly demanding and that's the word demanding demanding i hear it so often now from this group they're demanding this about climate change they're demanding a ceasefire they're demanding this about the border it's like constant demands they bring nothing to the table except for whining all the time and ruining things and being pains in the asses but why are there these demands that israel lay down its weapons and they never have the same they never have the same energy towards asking Hamas to surrender most of these people and if you want you can talk politicians like the squad members or you can talk these activists like the ones at Penn Station you know heckling Alec Baldwin i never even hear the word Hamas come out of their mouths and i think maybe i'm dumb here maybe i don't get it maybe you know the geopolitical aspects are getting lost on me but i think they're kind important part of the equation i think if you're going to make all these demands of israel and what they have to provide to gaza you should at least be talking about hamas and talking about the hostages which by the way there are still hostages in those tunnels and jerry seinfeld big kudos i'm always i'm so happy i'm a seinfeld fan i knew i was onto something jerry seinfeld's actually in israel and he's raising awareness for the remaining hostages but why isn't that part of the discussion we know why it's the same reason that all of these people who claim that it's all about, oh, we just care about the humanitarian aspect. And some people do. Some people genuinely do. And I'm not, I'm not trying to disparage those people. But a lot of the people that I'm seeing that are throwing bricks at buildings and releasing, you know, mice into a McDonald's or putting a red paint on the White House. I didn't hear from any of these people until October 7th. Something about October 7th, the beheading of these babies and the rape of these women, something about that ignited this sudden passion in this group, this enthusiasm for their social justice 
And again, it's not everybody. It's not everybody. But uh, I'm noticing it quite a bit. And I'm not hearing the media talk about it. So I will be talking about it. 844-500-4242. Let's get cut four. This is RFK Jr. Bobby, again. Wait, let me just finish. No, because you made us. We know you are making a statement that is just wrong. It's not Israel's fault that Gaza is poverty stricken. Gaza is it should be one of the, the wealthiest states on the on the Mediterranean. They have no control over their own territory. Yeah, of they, course, Israel if you go to war, if you go everything to, that comes in and goes out. If but, you go to war, no, Crystal, you, Crystal, you why are you blaming? On. Why do you insist on blaming Israel rather than blaming no. Hamas? Why? That's a good question. Why do you insist on blaming Israel? And then. He brings up a really interesting analogy, which I'm sure at that point was too much for Crystal to handle, which is why she suddenly wants to change topics. Funny how that happens. This is cut five. Most of our tax cut dollars have gone for, for the Iron Dome, which is a way of not blame, of not invading God. Our country and Israel for 16 years have expended this huge amount of money to try not to go into Gaza. While Gaza sent 2,000 rockets a year, suicide bombers, and of course Israel's going to buy them. And Israel come in and quote-unquote mowed the lawn? They've gone in five times, and every time they've signed a peace agreement with Hamas, and every time they violated that peace agreement. Let, let me, let me well, just... Israel also has been killing Palestinians in West Bank. But probably, hold on. Listen, if Mexico attacked us and we built a fence, would you blame us for caging in Mexico? Well, you're, you know, well, I don't know what, what it is, but everything in your mind is telling you to blame Israel. I like how he keeps saying that. I don't know what it is because I keep thinking the same thing. It's like, what, what school, like what indoctrination happened while I wasn't paying attention that made all of these people seething with such hatred towards Israel? And, you know, if you look at the stats of what happens on TikTok and how if people spend like 30 minutes on TikTok... They're, they're prone to leave with an anti-Israel point of view based on what they're being fed through these algorithms, through these apps. So it's not just school. It's not just this uh, these elite institutions. It's a perfect storm. It's like a cocktail of all of these different factors. But I'm glad that RFK Jr. keeps saying, like, why is it that that's your knee-jerk reaction? Is to blame Israel. And, and at the same time, because I'm sure Crystal Ball is a huge supporter of women. I'm sure she's a huge feminist. There's there's none of this there's none of this rage towards the savages that raped women to the point where their pelvic bro- bones were broken. You you don't get that. You don't get that same passion. It's just something to take note of. Uh, 844-500-4242. Before we get into Muriel Bowser, we're going to lighten it up here for a second and play some of her singing, speaking of the anti-Israel protesters. But first, I want to do the poll question, which is really, it's a hot one today, Emma. This is what we do every year, and every year, people go nuts for it. And uh, it's a tale as old as time when it comes to Christmas if you're a real tree person or a fake tree person. And today's poll question is brought to you by Tux Trucks. And 
Fisher plow season is on at Tux Trucks GMC in Hudson, Mass. Tux ordered more plows and spreaders this year to meet the demand for residential, commercial, and municipal snow plowing. See Tux Trucks, your Fisher plow distributor. Call 1-800-MY-TRUCK. Emma Foley, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Real Christmas tree or fake? I'm going with real. Real is trailing at 49%. <gasps> fake is in the lead with 51%. Really? Oh, I didn't even, I didn't think it was going to be close. And I definitely didn't think that real was going to lose to fake. Emma, why don't you tell us if you, I know you're a private person, so you might not want to reveal this much information, but um, do you feel comfortable telling us where you stand on this issue? All right, look, I, I lived in a small apartment last year. And I wanted some Christmas cheer, so I did you don't have splurge to what, what? on a fake tree that I still have, and I will have for a very long time. But I figure I can just have two trees and have one of each. That was a long preface to your answer. So you are, you still haven't told me, so you're a fake tree person is what you're trying to say. In theory, I am a real tree person, but I, in practicality and current state of affairs, I'm a fake tree person. And you obviously feel shame for this, by the way, you're making excuses for yourself slight shame you shouldn't emma you shouldn't i mean people have to do what's best for them and for some people it's a fake tree and honestly with today's economy i can't blame people save yourself i spent 105 dollars on my tree taylor cormier said i got ripped off i actually thought it looked pretty nice but i don't blame people for wanting to save a few bucks and you get to keep it and, you know, maybe you buy a nice Christmas scented, you know, tree scented candle and you make up for it. Uh, 844-500-4242. Keep voting, though. This one keeps fluctuating back and forth. And I'm hoping Realtree can come out on top. But I will accept the results of this poll. OK, I will not question the results of it. Um, Emma, I did ask for some sound here and we have it. This is Muriel Bowser. How many how many parts do we have this broken up into? Two parts. Okay, let's play the first one. So Muriel Bowser is hosting this holiday event, and there's other politicians that are surrounding her. There's D.C. residents. And of course, there's anti-Israel protesters, because now they're not only at Penn Station heckling Alec Baldwin. They're not only at the mall in Ottawa heckling children trying to get photos with Santa Claus. They're not only on bridges in New York stopping traffic and on the freeway in California causing mayhem. Now they are also at this holiday event with Muriel Bowser interrupting whatever remarks she's trying to make. Let's take this. Thank you, everybody. These are our D.C. values. We respect one another. We love one another. And we stand side by side with each other. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. We would like our guests to respect the D.C. residents who are here. Okay, I'm going to pause it there. So it's not going well. I don't think I have to explain that to people. It's not going as planned. And that's when Muriel decides to take matters into her own hands. This is, this is a pivot unlike any I've ever seen before. And 
I haven't decided yet how I really feel about this. Part of me wants to say good on her, and part of me thinks this is a disaster. Take a listen. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Okay, so then someone was trying to chime in there at the end and had different lyrics. I just, I don't know if that was the move. They're going to come after her for trying to convert people to Christianity. You think that's the next thing, Emma? Our theology major major is weighing in. Yeah, I love that song, by the way. So 10 out of 10 on the song. I just, it felt a little bit... It felt a little bit chaotic. And you know what? You know what's re- you know who really failed in that scenario? The politicians behind her. Because Emma, I'm going to tell you something right now. I've known you for probably what? Like a year and a half? If you were in a situation like that, if we were at the New England Young Conservatives and we were getting heckled by a group and you were up at the mic and you decided to break into this little uh, and that's another thing. She started too high. I'm not a great vocalist as you all can probably tell. But you don't start that high. You got to start lower so you can build. You got to go somewhere. It's like anything in life. You got to start somewhere so you can go somewhere. She started too high. She had nowhere to go. But Emma, if you got up on the mic and you were getting heckled and you decided, I'm going to start singing, this little light of mine, you know what I would do if I was behind you? I know you would have my back. You would harmonize. Even if I thought to myself, this crazy woman what did she just do why is she singing it wouldn't even cross my mind to leave you hanging up there i would be turn it into all i want for christmas oh yeah well that's that's a talent that's a gift i have if people don't know i can turn any song into all i want for christmas by mariah carey but i would get i would get the beat you know i would get i would start stomping my feet i would get everybody and you have to have a hype man in that situation you have to have someone who's saying to the other people come on everybody come on come on come on louder 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 there's nothing like leaving someone hanging when they're behind the mic. Just disappointing. Um, but wow, what a bold strategy. You're getting heckled and you start to sing. You know, as much as I want to criticize Emma, this is something I would do. This is 100% something I would do. 844-500-4242. I see people on the lines want to talk about Israel. We will get back to that. So stay right there. We'll take your calls when we come back. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Dr. Houghton of Perfect Smiles is the best at what he does. He's an architect and everyone around him makes your experience at Perfect Smiles perfect because they're going to take things at your own pace. They are going to really listen to what you want to do. Do you want to totally transform your smile? Do you want to make some slight adjustments? Are you just there for a teeth cleaning? Whatever it is, whatever step you're at in your process, they're going to walk you through it. They're going to make it an enjoyable experience. And you're going to leave with your only regret being, I should have gone and done that years ago. And this is what people do. You know, every year, January rolls around. You add something to your list of, I'm going to do this this year. I'm going to get my smile fixed. I'm going to get my teeth worked on. And then the end of the year comes and you realize you put yourself on the back burner. Well, 
don't do that any longer. Now is the time to take care of yourself. And perfect smiles, everybody there from the second you walk in is going to treat you like a VIP because that's what you are. You are a very important person. So take care of yourself. You deserve it. Call Perfect Smiles in Nashua, New Hampshire. Give this to yourself as a Christmas gift. Just make the first call. Make the first step. You can visit them. They're located right off Route 3. They've got plenty of parking, and you can reach them at perfectsmiles.com. That's perfectsmiles.com. Change your smile. Change your life. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone, to The Grace Curley Show. One of the textures said it's so embarrassing when you come in on the wrong verse of a song. It really is. It's, it's one of those feelings. You're like, oof, wrong one. And let alone when you're at an event where the mayor of D.C. is giving a speech and then she's kind of derailed by these protesters. I don't know, though, what she should have done in that situation. I really don't. Like, do you just do you just push through with your speech even though no one can hear you? Do you walk away? I I don't know how you win. Maybe the best way to do it is to break into song. Maybe she's on to something. Maybe we all need to take a page out of Muriel Bowser's music book. Oliver, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Oliver. Hi, Grace. What's going on? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, you're good, Hi, Oliver. Grace. Go ahead. Now, what I wanted to say is what most of these people don't understand, of course, the blame Israel first is this. This is not a war about land. This is a religious war. It's been going on forever and ever and ever. So when these morons are, you know, doing their ceasefire now, they don't understand it. It won't end at that. It's not a land war. It's a religious war. All you got to do is read the Quran in depth. And there's a thing called tzakiyah, which means you could be disingenuous. You could lie, cheat, steal to further the cause. You know, that's just a, a summation of it. And when you're following a prophecy like that, good luck. And these are the art teachers of the Middle Eastern studies, even in the public schools, that are feeding the kids this horrible, horrible religious war narrative. Yeah, Oliver, um, I do think that's a huge part of this, that the younger people, these, and you know what I, I was watching today? And uh, I was watching today on Fox, and they were interviewing people um, because a lot of a lot of Jewish organizations now and, and Jewish people, they're dealing with these, what do they call them, swatting, where, where people call in fake bomb threats. It's it's awful to temples and things like that. And the man talking said, this is ignorance. Like the people who are calling for ceasefires, the people who think that this is going to end if Israel just agrees to some peace negotiation, as RFK Jr. pointed out, they've done that in the past. And Hamas breaks the ceasefire. And that was the, the you could see the media at work when they were framing it after the humanitarian pause ended, where luckily we were able to save some of the hostages, but not all of them, which is important to note. And the media started running with, you know, after the after the humanitarian pause, war resumes, Israel fires, whatever they were saying. But the framing of it was Israel is the aggressor when they didn't want to 
include the fact that during the pause, using air quotes, Hamas had broken the ceasefire multiple times and done several things that, you know, broke their promise. You can't trust a terrorist organization. And you're absolutely right about the fact that there's there's no end to this war. If you're if your idea or if your goal, which the leaders of Hamas have said, is to wipe Jews off the face of the earth, then there's no land that's going to satisfy you in that regard. 844-500-4242. We got Toby Leary coming up next. Don't go anywhere. This is The Grace Curley Show.